Hey guys, Anastasia here. You're listening to our podcast, Screws and Stilettos. We're about to blow your house down and then rebuild it. Listen in for tips and tricks on how us ladies are renovating homes and all the drama that comes along with it. Every episode will feature a new female in trade. So listen in. Catch you later. So, um, please introduce yourself for us. Hey, my name is Kimberly, and uh, my handle on Instagram is Stiletto Renos. Amazing. And uh, YouTube as well. And I'm a general contractor slash real estate investor. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming today. We really appreciate it. And we're so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Okay, great. So um, we'll just get started and just want to find out about you and tell us about yourself and what you do and how you got into this. And we'll just kind of freestyle okay. our way through a conversation. Amazing. Great. Where, where, what, where do you want to start? So tell us what happened when you were growing up. What, what got you into, um, into this line of work? Okay. Uh, that's a very interesting question. Um, I always like to tell people that I was raised as a boy. Okay. <laughs> Even though I'm like, I'm, I'm not transgendered. No. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone would ever confuse me for somebody who's transgender. I think I'm very no. female. Yes, we, <laughs> yes, definitely. Of course we see that. Um, but, uh, yeah. So like I have been doing this for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Um, I started with, uh, my first project when my parents bought their very first revenue property. Cool. So I was like 12 or 13 and I was like begging my parents to go and do renovations with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so my dad was like a little bit hesitant to begin with, um, just because it was like, well, that's a, that's a blue job, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you're a girl, so you're supposed to do the pink jobs. Right. Um, but then it was just like, hey, you're free labor, let's do it. Yeah. So, oh, uh, cool. So yeah. So they so, got you in there. Yeah. So I have like, <laughs> I have the most amazing memories as a kid growing up renovating we did a full-scale renovation to this big beautiful um 100 year old property it was mm -hmm. like three stories gorgeous gorgeous property cool. so i have like the best memories with my dad was that here in canada yeah so that was in saskatoon oh in saskatoon um yeah so they they owned a few revenue properties they they didn't um do it to the extent that i bought my rental properties mm -hmm. um because they um they were too nice like they were, right. you needed to be really like a little bit more hard nosed and yep. they, you know, Weren't fell like for, that. they fell for every sob story. And so they were, they were, they were too nice. They yeah. were too nice. Um, and they're wonderful <coughs> people and, and they're, you know, they're my biggest supporters. Um, but yeah, so, so I, I learned from their mistakes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been, I've been working construction for as long as I can remember. And then, um, I moved out to Toronto to go, actually, no. So I bought my first revenue property when I was 21. And of course I had like no budget. Yeah. So I did a full scale renovation to the basement suite. So it already was suited. Okay. And, and I was just like, I'm not going to pay a plumber to do this and I'm not going to, you know, pay an electrician. So what's suited? Can you explain that? So, what that means in, the, so, in your world? Okay. So in my world, so the main floor, um, was like a two bedroom home. Okay. And then the basement had a secondary suite. Oh, cool. Okay. So, so that property was already suited. I didn't need to like pull any permits or anything. So, and I wasn't like replacing or I wasn't um, adding any fixtures. So there was, there was no permits that had to be pulled or anything. So it was pretty straightforward. Cool. Um, so yeah, so I, I did that reno all myself and 
made lots of mistakes and learned from them, but I was so lucky that I was young enough yeah. at the time and and I had the energy to and and patience. Yeah. Uh, now it's like patience is maybe not <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Patience is non existent. Yeah. I found that too. Like growing up I, I kind of got in the same kind of a similar situation but a lot younger. Um, my dad kind of forced me into it. I didn't want to have anything to do oh, with really? it. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> this is, like, when I was less than 10 years old, right? Oh, but then I started growing up. I did, went all kinds of avenues, and then finally I landed into into renovating. And it was because of... I, I liked the struggle I went through. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but it really taught me a lot about people and how men perceive you and stuff oh like God. that. It's, oh, my God. That... <laughs> that topic alone is just yeah, it's huge it's so huge and I think that um, when I started realizing how hard it was to get into construction and renovations yeah. that's what made me want to get into it because I was like oh people are saying I can't do this well I'm gonna fucking show them I can like yeah. this is you know you love it yeah so I did and I just started a company I started a company when I was 16 years old I wasn't even out of high school oh my yet God, that's amazing and um, I just went for it, and people were like, oh, like we're not going to hire you. You're like, a, you're 12. You know, everyone says, oh, my gosh, she's 12. Like, yeah. Such a typical age to say. <laughs> but, um, and I'm like, no, I'm not 12. Like, I, I can paint your house and blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of, I went from there. And I, I had a lot of struggles, too. And we've interviewed uh, so many other people as well. And, and uh, one woman was telling us how she had this, like, crazy situation with, with men on job sites. So there's, like... With you, do you are you on site? Do you do the work now, or do you hire people and outsource that? So, because all of my projects are always very time sensitive, for the most part, I'm not on the tools. So, right. Um, like right now, I'm running a job site in Saskatoon while I'm in Toronto. So Crazy. I'm on the phone a lot. Um, I'm sourcing products. I'm scheduling everyone, um, but for the most part. I'm not on the tools. However, I was just back in Saskatoon and I, you know, built a deck, built a fence, actually two fences. And uh, so, but that was more of, you know, it was a labor of love. Right. Um, so, and it was just, it was me and my dad doing it. So right. like, um, does he still work with you? Yeah. yeah. No way. So That's he, so cool. Yeah. Like he's, uh, gosh, he's like, I guess he's in his seventies now. Um, and he's, doesn't of course take the the lead role <laughs> as he used to but like so he's an engineer so like I need him right um he's oh that's yeah convenient. yeah exactly yeah. exactly so and that like I I learned code from him I learned like yeah. all of that so he was he's been an amazing resource yeah um so yeah so he's I mean he, he loves he's like me he loves projects yeah. he loves working with his hands like for as long as I can remember, I've, I've always been building something. Mm-hmm. And so as much as I say, well, yeah, I'm more of like a general contractor now and I'm, you know, not working the tools, but it's like, if there's any opportunity for me to you be, you take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But because all of my projects, they're all so time sensitive. Yeah. So like if I can get a renovation finished by the end of the month and have it rented out the, ne- the following week that's worthwhile like that's right. it's a success yeah that's yeah. uh you know if i don't have it finished by x date that's lost revenue for me right so i'm like in out 18 hours a day go 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 wow so, 
do you, um, so, so you know what it's like to sort of be in that world where you're working and having males around you and stuff. And, and, um, going back to what I was saying, I just kind of wanted to see where you were at in terms of okay, like understanding is, and things yeah. like that. Right. But, um, so she was telling us, uh, uh, Chris Ford from, um, oh geez, uh, I can't remember now. Anyway, she's a Tyler. And Colorado. Colorado. I can't remember. Um, super cool. Super, super cool. We'll re-edit that and shout her out. But um, uh, she said that one day she went in with her partner to, um, to tile a bathroom. And the, the guys that were doing the drywall put a dead squirrel or dead no. skunk or something in her work bag. And people would, like, bark at them. And, and I had that, too. Horrible. I used to get barked at and, like, called a bitch and, like, where's the, where, when is the real crew going to show up? Like, stuff like that. And did you have any, did you ever face any of that type of, oh, yeah. of challenge? Yeah. <laughs> any stories in particular that you uh, have? So, I worked for Brian Baumler. Really? Yeah. Um, and I was not very well liked. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Yeah. And By I, him? Uh, so... I heard he's a real dick. Um, so... (laughs) You're like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I will not confirm or deny. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, I... So, yeah. (laughs) It was was tough working on his job site. Interesting. That is really interesting because you look at these public figures and you think, okay, they must be so... Uh, accommodating and accepting and understanding and they are the worst ones out of everybody and not just to kind of reel out the drama from that but um, was there any particular story that you might have that would would kind of tell some of our viewers what you experienced Uh, so I ended up getting fired okay and from that job and I called him out on it. I said, it's because I'm female. What and, were you doing there? Uh, so I was just a general laborer. So like we were doing demo and f- like we were actually working on the show. And so like whenever it would show the homeowner like tiling a bathroom, they would put up one tile and then we would come in and do it. And right. Do the rest and kind of like fake it like the homeowner was actually doing the work when it was actually us. So we were doing everything, right? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, it wasn't, it wasn't him that actually had fired me. It was one of his like site supervisors. And I just said like, listen, I'm like, I'm getting so much resistance and I hate to say it, but I think it's because I'm female. Yeah. And he, I can't remember what his response was, but, uh, but yeah. Oh, well. And you know what? It was an amazing experience and I don't, um, want to put any negativity on that experience because right. honestly I did learn a lot yeah and there were some really amazing people that I had worked with but it was like you know one bad apple ruins it for the rest and the other fact that I think that why I, I, I wasn't well liked on that on, I'm gonna say on set okay is because because <laughs> uh, I got the camera time right right because I was like the only female so they um, the producer of the show really wanted to um, showcase that, yeah. that hey uh, and I mean this was like t- over 10 years ago yeah so it, it was, was like big. it was yeah and yeah it was it was important yeah. uh, for the time and it was also like right kind of in the beat like this was season three of disaster DIY oh my god I yeah. remember that show yeah 
Holy. Yeah. Is that still on? Is I it, have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. So after that experience, I was like, I'm not watching that channel anymore. Just because it was like, it was, it was really well, negative. Yeah, like you, you go through these things, right? And, it, and they kind of put a bad taste in your mouth. And then you also sometimes don't know how to handle those situations. Because it's like, you want to stick up for yourself, but you also don't want to ruin a chance. Or like, you know, and you I don't. I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we all were. Well, I wasn't really 10 years ago. But, um, yeah, like, I, I have, well, I mean, I have bags of stories. But, like, mostly the reason I went into Renault's is obviously I loved the challenge and that yeah. resistance where people wouldn't hire me because of what a I looked like. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I got a lot of flack when I, was, when I was younger, too, trying to get into it. And people would ask me, like, what... Um, I don't, like, why would you want to be in this field? That's such a man's industry. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm sure, like, uh, males experience this kind of situation, too, like when they're a nurse or if they're yeah. in some kind of more female-dominated yeah. industry, yeah, right? Like, sure, sure. like, women can only be nurses or, you know, men can only be doctors. And, yeah. I mean, there's people have broken these barriers down and people are just expanding. Yeah. And... and for me, it was like, I want to show that I can create something that people will hire me for. And I started doing tiles and drywalling and mudding and stuff. And I was just naturally good at it because yeah. of my dad and my mom. Yeah. And my mom's still in the industry. She still does um, flooring and she runs all of my material for us. She buys, like gets us all the tile and makes sure we have everything on site and stuff. And, you know, she's still very much into it. But she's like the original... Fix it female, yeah, like she's she's been doing this for forty years, right? And I mean, she has stories too. But um, when I when I first got into it, that was my goal. My goal was just to be like, you know what? I need to create something that's going to be different. And um, when I thought of fix it females, it just kind of popped up because I had a regular kind of generic contracting name before, right? And I ran like twenty a male a crew of twenty males in this company and um, I got overwhelmed and you know blah 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 I couldn't handle it it was nuts it's too busy too many jobs too much going on and I just kind of like shut down and I was like fuck this I can't do this this is ridiculous everybody was right and then I just kind of shut down for a bit a couple years and then I started getting back into it my partner and I were getting back into it a little bit we'd do this do that like mud this wall drywall this patch and we were getting so fast we were like making tons of money we would go into like four Amazing. or five different patch jobs a day we were working for um uh i won't say their name but a massive um company that produces condos and rents condos and we were going in there they'd call us up hey stace can you go down we have a patch job at danforth and blah 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 and i'm like em get up we're going to like patch these jobs and they're like okay so we would go to that condo then they're like oh you're done already oh go to this condo and we were we were banking back then Wow. And, um, and this is like six, seven years ago now, but, um, then I was like, I don't want, I don't want to work like this. This is crazy. Like, I can't, I can't keep up to this. You need a crew. Yeah. So then I, I hired my, my first helper under, uh, we didn't do fix it females at the, uh, yet, but, um, I hired my first helper and then we started doing stuff like bathrooms and kitchens together and we were, you know, bringing in tradesmen and we were getting them to yeah. do everything. And I just kind of. I, I was very self-taught. I learned a lot of stuff on my own right. um, through trial and error. And um, when uh, we had Fix-It Female, it was just kind of like, 
I shot out of bed one morning and I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is fucking big. Like, babe, babe, get up, get up, babe. She's like, what the hell's wrong with you? And I was like, fix it females. She's like, what? I'm like, the name for a company. Because we wanted to create a platform where women knew that we would hire them. I was looking around at all these women that right. had so much talent and right. nobody was getting hired. Totally. You know, I would even cold call contractors and be like, hey, are you looking for help? Or as soon as they heard my voice, they're like, no. But I knew they had an ad up on Kijiji or they had an ad up on whatever oh Craigslist was popular back then. And it's like, you know, as soon as they heard my voice, they'd be like, no. So I would e start, started emailing them. Right. And I would sneaky deaky go on the email and be like, hey, my name stays or whatever. And then um, sometimes I didn't even give them my name. And they're like, hey, show up for work tomorrow morning with hard hat and boots. And I was like, cool. I'd go there with all my tools, my work truck, <laughs> get in there, walk in, and they'd be like, who the hell is this girl? But I was out working all of the men in there because I had so much kind of background. And I would yeah. go in and I would finish drywall. I'd drywall a whole room, first coat of mud in a day. And they're like... I'd be like, just give me one other person. And that was only because one guy gave me a chance. Um, Serge, who I loved. But um, one guy gave me a chance out of all of them. And he's like, holy shit, you're one of the best workers I've ever seen. Amazing. And everybody else that I had would usually send me home. He'd be like, I'm sorry. Like, we don't have any work for you today. I'm like, you just told me to come here. Oh, that's so frustrating. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah. It used to drive me crazy. Yeah. So like... In the real estate world, it's the same thing. Like, I went to this event with my commercial realtor, and it was uh, put on by his corporation. There was, like, it was an educational yeah. thing. Um, and so there was, like, it was a huge space. There was probably 5,000 people. I looked around. I was the <laughs> only woman there. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was just, like, holy. And everyone was all dressed in black, and here I am, like, in this, like, bright red coat. <laughs> a way to make a statement and, and I thought and, and so it was at that point that I realized that not only in the construction world was I an oddity but also in real estate I was also an oddity wow and um, so for the most part like I've run my own job sites mm -hmm. so I don't have that type of experience um, that you've had however I now now that I have like my own crew I've realized that like I'm a way better GC than any man yeah just because it's like I'm hiring men and men are programmed to please women right it's like ingrained yeah in them to make women happy so it's true so it's like and I don't ever tell them to do anything I ask so it's I have a my approach is a very feminine approach mm -hmm. um, so it's not very often that you know, somebody would say, oh, like, Kimberly, she's a, she's a bitch or she's whatever. Yeah. Cause it's like, I have a very feminine way of working with them. Right. And my crew, like they, they would die for me. Like they would, they would do anything for me. Wow. And, and I, the same for them. Yeah. Um, and that's because I'm not trying to be a, a man. Yeah. In, like in a, in a masculine role. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a woman, a woman in, in a, a masculine yes. role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I totally hear that. So, does your crew follow you around? Because you go from, do you do province to province, or do you just kind of do Saskatoon and Ontario? Um, it's funny, because my, my crew does sometimes, like... Pop over? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, there's, you know, my Saskatoon crew, and then 
Um, so I'm building a network here in Toronto. So, right. um, so yeah, it's like I have people all over. But I mean, yeah. you know, like social media that's like really connected us. Oh, so, de definitely. So I know, like, if I need a guy out in Hamilton that I can. Like, I literally, I call my guy in Calgary or Saskatoon and be yeah. like, hey, do we know anybody in Hamilton? Yeah. And so, so now it's like I'm, you know, I'm developing my own crew out here in Ontario. So That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So is it, has it been a really lucrative path for you? So real estate has been. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, as I said, like, I'm... I am a real estate investor and I'm always in the long-term hold. I'm not really in. I love into... that title. I'm a real estate investor. Yeah. What a title that is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I actually, okay. Oh, I have a really good story. Yes. So <laughs> let's hear it. The very first property that I bought, okay. I was 21. Uh, as I told you, and it was yeah. the suited property. So it was a corner lot. And okay. I love corners. Okay. Because uh, you can't do anything if you're in the middle of a block. You you always need that corner piece. Okay. So I knew when I was 21 that this block was going to turn commercial in 15, 20 years. I, I knew that. So I was like, okay. Uh, so I purchased this property and, uh, you know, did my little reno. Um, actually, one of my tenants, my very first tenants, they were the sheepdogs. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like the uh, band? Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Which is so funny. Crazy. Uh, I mean, you know, we're both from Saskatoon and it's like, yeah, it's that small that we, we know each other. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, so yeah. So I knew that in 15 years I was going to be selling this to a developer who's going to tear it down and whatnot. So, uh, this was like a couple of years ago. I get a phone call. Hey, I'm representing so-and-so. We'd like to buy your property. Oh my God. And so me being fully prepared for the last, you know, 15 you years. You knew, yeah. I knew, uh, like You're I knew like, oh, <laughs> And I said, yeah, okay, this is, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely willing to sell. I'd love to sell it to you. Uh, this is what I want. Oh, no, 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 no. That's way too much money. Uh, you know, market price is this. And I said, no, I know that you need this. I know I'm the corner piece. You can't do it without me. Uh, oh. and, and they had purchased all the other property on the rest oh, of the block, but they, I was the last piece. They needed me. <laughs> That's so smart. Yeah. And, uh, and I was wanting to do this without, uh, without my realtor, just because I thought like, I know this, I've run this deal through my head a thousand times. Yeah. I don't need a realtor or I right. don't need representation for this. Uh, until he called me this, the seller's, uh, agent or sorry, the buyer's agent, mm -hmm. uh, said, you know, Kimberly, you are such a smart girl for investing uh, in real estate when you did. And I said, what? I'm a smart girl? And I said, fuck you. <laughs> and I, I, like, I lost it on, like I was on conference call with a bunch of other <laughs> people oh and I was just God. like, you know what? You call me when you get your shit together. And, uh, it's, I hung up on him. I was like, my blood was boiling, fucking boiling. Oh my God. And so I called up my realtor and I'm like, I can't deal this with this guy. Like he's such an asshole. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> so whatever we, so this was two years later, we finally got the deal done. And did you budge? 
No. No, no good no, no, for you. No, and, and in fact, I said, the next time that you ask me, my number is going to go up. Oh, good for you. <laughs> so, That's hilarious. So I got the number that I wanted. Good. And um, so it was really funny because it was yesterday, a friend of mine, a real estate investor, um, back in Saskatoon, he texted me. He said, hey, you know what? I have something really funny to tell you. Um, they, I, I talked to that, uh, that buyer's agent. He didn't know that I knew you, but he like told me a bunch of stuff about you. And I thought it was hilarious. And, uh, and I'm like, oh my God, what did he say? And he said, they said that you were really stubborn, but really hot. And I was Fuck like, off. are you fucking kidding me? If I was a man, they would have been like, hey, you know what? He's a really astute business person. Yes, of course. But of course, I'm, it's I'm stubborn like and hot. Yeah, stubborn, but hot. No, but <laughs> yeah. hot. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. I know. You know what? It's like, I was in a basement yesterday. This shit still happens to me to this day. I was in a basement yesterday, and um, I'm, we're doing a two-story renovation down the street from the office. And um, my underpinning crew is there, but there's these three guys that are there that work under the guy I usually hire that I don't know. So I'm down there with the plumber because on the drawings it said five foot two from the studded wall. Well, the wall wasn't studded yet. So he did five foot two from the back of the underpinning. One phone call. One phone call. So I'm like, fuck, now I got to redo this. He's really awesome though, this guy I use for the drains. So I'm like, look, you got to move the plumbing over by like six inches at least. I'm like, why don't we do another 10 inches so that blah, blah, blah. So I'm talking and we're showing each other and we're going through it. And he's like, don't worry, Anastasia, I'll do it for you. Like no charge. And I'm like, yeah, duh. You fucking made the mistake, not me. So I'm like, okay, move this over, blah, blah, blah. And the two guys behind me, the three, three guys, I know the one, but I didn't know the two. They're laughing and they're like, they're like heckling me behind me. And I'm not one for confrontation. I really hate confrontation. Like I yeah. hate it. I hide when I hear people like yelling, like I don't like it. Um, I'm such a people pleaser in that sense. So I'm like, you know, whatever. And um, I'm talking and I'm like, you know, telling me, I know I know my shit. So I know yeah. I'm talking about a drain and I'm saying specifics yeah. and I'm saying blah, blah, blah. And the, the guy's telling, not arguing with me, but he's kind of counteracting with me saying like, you know, we should keep them separately. I'm like, no, I want the laundry room in the mechanical room and the bathroom to share the same wall to maximize space. Yeah. yeah. Common sense. Yeah. And they're, they're laughing like, laughing. <laughs> they're laughing like, this bitch doesn't know what she's talking about. And I turned around and I was like, who the fuck do you think you two are? I said, I'm the bitch running this fucking site. <laughs> I said, I, and I was swearing like this and everything. I said, I swear to God, I said, you're disrespecting me. He said, don't you fucking dare disrespect me on my own site. And if you're going to do that, get the fuck out of my job. Get out. Get the fuck out of my job right now. I said, as a matter of fact, get the fuck out of here. And they looked at me. (laughs) Ghost face. They just went so pale. They were like, because they're speaking, um, um, uh, like a Slavic language. Mm -hmm. And I'm Macedonian Greek. So I could pick up some of the words that they were saying. For sure. Like bishka, which means pig. It's so disrespectful. Oh my god! And I, I, I lost it on them. Like I'm being generous about how I'm talking right now. And I didn't happen to have Hugo yesterday. I was like, damn, you missed an episode for sure. Wow. So they left. They walked up the little ladder we have going down into the basement, and they left. Good. 
And I was livid. And I had one of my employees, Imogen, who's been working with us for a while. And she's like, you good? And I was like, (laughs) yes, I am. And I felt so proud of myself in that moment. Because normally I just don't bother, right? Because it happens all the time. But it's like, I don't know if they didn't know who I was or like they thought some man ran the company or something. Because right. a lot of people think that, right? They think like fix it females. Okay, but but there's got to be a man there <laughs> right. controlling everything. Yeah. And there isn't. It's me. Yeah. So I lost it. They left and then I walked out. And the guy said to me, he's like the, the main guy, the third out of the, the third out of the two, out of the three. He says to me, I'm sorry. And I said, look, save it. And I said, don't ever bring people like that on my job site again. Yeah. I said, especially when you're working for me, yeah, good for you know, and, um, it was like a, kind of like a revelation. I was just like, Oh, like, Oh, like I felt so good after that. And I was just like, and my, um, Dylan, my project manager was, was there with me and he's like, good on you, sis. Like, good job. (laughs) He always says that. He's like, good job. You know, he was so, I could see he was proud that yeah. that I stood up for myself and and I think m- more women need to do that like yeah, it's totally. enough is enough like who do you think you are you're not some special guy that you're here digging fucking concrete <laughs> like you're you're no tradesman you know what I mean it's yeah, like totally. what like get a, get the hell out of here so that was my experience totally. yesterday. I'm still fired up about it <laughs> but um you know it's like these guys just sometimes they think they can say whatever they want oh, like I know I know yeah oh it's so frustrating so yeah. Anyway, that's crazy. But um, so now you're you're in Hamilton. So you're working on what are you working on now? What's in your scope for the next like two years? So um, I'm hoping to like I'm putting in an offer on a property out a commercial that's mixed use, so commercial residential. Cool. Um, so I'm hoping to get pick that up. Um, it's a horribly wonderful building. <laughs> um, it's it's got good bones, beautiful brick building, um, cool. and uh, yeah, it's like in the hood right now it's like so it's it's got all of the amazing characteristics that i love that in you know 10 years it's going to be an amazing community yeah uh but right now it's really horrible so how do you determine something's going to be used like how did you know 15 years ago about that how do you know about this one what's your like go-to do you have a formula or something or what uh i think i probably do Mm. all in my head (laughs) yeah (laughs) You don't even know it. Um, yeah, I don't even know it. Yeah, so um, typically, I mean, I follow the, you know, the standard rules of like gentrification, and um, I can see where a city is going to grow. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's there's lots of different predictors. Like, um, so typically, I always buy for the most part from Chinese sellers, mm-hmm. and um, so it's like they're, you know, in the, Chinatown or the hoods, you know, um, places that are like really, really affordable. Okay. And then, so somebody like me will buy a property. I design it. I specifically, I, I have a very specific demographic of like hipsters and artists. So I design it for them cool. and then they make the neighborhood amazing. And then property prices go up and so it's like that's that's those are the stages of gentrification and I mean it depends a lot on locations so um you know like I was by like okay great example I bought a condo in Chinatown in Toronto um bought it for like next to nothing sold it I tripled my value um sold it 10 years later so wow um 
so yeah, it's, you know, I've, I've done really well and it's, it's more instinctual, but I'm sure for me, but I'm sure that there is some way more of a, a formula to yeah. it. Um, you just really have to like be in it for the long, long term. So right. think about like, it's not a quick years. investment. No, yeah. no, yeah. no, no. And like, I have done that before, like done flips, but, yeah. um, but I'm more like, I, I'm not a instant gratification person. Okay. So. So yeah, so it's all about the long-term hold and... Um, well, that's good. You're setting yourself up for yeah. for a lot of success and I'm sure you've had a lot al yeah. already. But um, I mean, we uh, we follow you and we love to watch what you're up to. And Thank you. We'll make sure that we uh, keep following you and see where your journey heads. And, and same with us, we're on the same road. <laughs> totally. You know? yeah. um, I made one little, not little, but one massive error. When I bought my first condo with my brother and sister, I was um, just just turning 19. And we bought our condo for $186,000 at King and Portland. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no, hold on a second. So it was a rental property for us. Uh, we bought it and rented it out. Yeah. And the, the girl that we had rented to was this little college not, I say little because she was very young, but um, this college girl, you know, probably didn't really care much about the place. Yeah. And she kept putting her dishes in the dishwasher with toothpicks on them. So she wouldn't like scrape her plate into the yeah. garbage. So she put them in the dishwasher and every week, none of us cared because I was 19. Like what 19 year old cares about a property at that, that right. age, right? Like I, well, I mean, you probably did, but... Um, and I was like, ah, like, I'm not going to go do anything for the property. So my dad would have to drive from Richmond Hill every night, every, uh, week to go and scrape the dishwasher oh of these toothpicks. So finally one day he calls us up and he's like, that's it. Yeah. I've had it. I'm not going down to that property anymore. You guys handle it or we're selling. And then I was like, let's just sell it. This was like only two years later. We sold it for quite a bit of money. Right. But I just found out one of those units, and this is a bottom floor uh, terrace mm -hmm. with like a lookout or whatever. And um, I just found out one sold for over $1.4 million. Oh my God. And I said to my dad, how about those toothpicks, dad? <laughs> You're the one who made us sell, and I always blame him now. I'm like, God damn it. But um, if we would have held on a, just a, even another two, three, four years, we would have made <laughs> thousands of dollars off hundreds of thousands of off right of it. oh my god oh my god but at the time i was happy i paid off my you yeah. know stupid credit cards and shit yeah like and you that. know what you can always um like use that equity towards something else right yeah. so it's not like it's not lost investment well it, fe it certainly feels like it now um so how many pr how many um how many projects or how many projects do you take on i have so many questions for you and i know we're running out of time but um, how many projects do you take on at a time and how many things do you actually own right now? Like condos do you own or properties? So I've recently sold a few properties and normally like as a real estate investor, you, you don't sell assets, but I wanted to buy this commercial property. So, so I did liquidate, um, and a, a couple of properties so that I could buy this commercial property. Um, but for the most part, like, I mean, I, you know, buy a property like at least once every six months. So, wow. um, and typically like it will take me a month or two months to do a renovation just cause cool. we're like 
in and out hard, 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 and then getting it rented out. Um, but yeah, I mean, how many properties do I own? Never enough. <laughs> um, but I'm now I'm, I'm buying commercial now, so cool. Hopefully, I'll, I'll somewhat get out of the residential game. Yeah. Um, and strictly just be buying commercial. And when I say commercial, I mean um, anything with like five or more units that would be considered commercial. Wow. So it's, I would still have residential tenants, um, but uh, it's classified as a commercial property. So. And it's just you who does all this. Yeah. Wow, that is impressive. I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> that is so cool. I, I, that is oh, just so you. amazing to hear and, and so cool to see such an amazing woman in, in a business and so powerful. And well, I think, I think you really hit the, the metaphorical nail on the head. Like it's, it's perseverance. Yeah. Cause like if I stopped when somebody gave me side eye, uh, you know, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. No. Like I am absolutely don't give a shit about what anybody else thinks. Mm -hmm. And I have such extreme confidence in myself and in what I'm doing, that it's like, I, I can't even hear the naysayers anymore. Right. So, extreme so confidence cool. and perseverance. So what would you tell our youth today, or young women of today that want to get into business, owning their own companies, what would you say to them now? Um, you know what, I would, I would say like, know, know your stuff, yeah. right? So like, if you're gonna go into business for yourself, be an expert because there is always going to be those, uh, you know, assholes out there who are, <laughs> are going to pick you apart because you are female. Yeah. So you have to be the expert. You have to be better than them. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my, my only piece of advice. Awesome. So. Well, really good. Well, thanks again for having, yeah. uh, for coming Thank here you. today Thank and you. we appreciate you and we hope to Thank see you. what you're doing. And like I said, we'll continue to follow you and hopefully you'll follow us and, yeah. Hopefully we'll stay in touch because I'd love to, to, you know, get to know each other and absolutely be best friends. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but you'll, um, you'll, you'll quote my Hamilton project. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so very cool. Well, again, thank you and uh, we wish you all the best and we'll continue to follow you on your journey. Thanks so much. All right. Well, that concludes our episode. Thank you so much for listening in. So screw on or screw off. We don't care what you do. We'll check you next time on Screws and Stilettos. Magic.